Paul said, don't walk as a foolish person, but understand what the will of God is. And we have been learning what the will of God is. Paul also told us this time around in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, he said the will of God, that's verse 3, is sanctification. That is, everybody has one general will riding over their lives, and that is called sanctification. Please, I'm going to explain it. And somewhere along this series of teachings, what sanctification is in different aspects of life. But in that first Thessalonians chapter 4, Paul gave us the most important part of it. He said, what is sanctification? Number one, abstain from sexual immorality. Abstain from sexual immorality. He said this also, don't defraud people. There are simple things. You know, this is interesting about God. There are basic, simple, straightforward things he tells Christians, don't do these things. And I can just, with the word of God, tell you also, if you're a Christian, abstain from sexual immorality in every aspect. Let me just quickly explain that right properly. In life, there are things that make loud statements in the realm of the spirit. Sexual immorality is one of the loudest statements in the realm of the spirit. If a man is going to be controlled by what they call witches, nine times out of ten, the man sleeps with one of them first. Nine times out of ten. They say they gave him something to eat. It is not food. It is sex. It is not, no wonder I was in a man's office, you know, a, a respectable a middle-aged man, you understand? So I think he got a text on his phone, and he was telling me about it. He said, the one young girl sent him a text saying, I hate you. And this guy was not a young man. He At that time, he would be almost 50 years of age, you understand? And a young lady, maybe in her early 20s, said, I hate you. So he was telling me about that, you don't mind this foolish girl, that one day he met the girl somewhere. You know, he's a very, he was a nice person, a nice person. He just saw her going and said, why are you trying? Let me give you a lift. And the girl interpreted it to mean that this man is interested in me. You understand? And then being the kind of kind person he was, when the girl would come to him, please, uncle, I need something, he would give to her, you know, if he had. You know, and he didn't think anything of it, not knowing that the girl thought she had caught a sugar daddy. All right? So after a while, the girl was noticing that this man is not touching me, he's not moving closer. So one day she now came to him and used to say, how far now? This relationship is not building. So the man looked at her and said, which relationship are you talking about? relationship. I just saw you, you know, that's how I treat people. You know, he just told her to say, hey, please, please, oh, I don't understand the relationship you're talking about. I am just a senior, I just met you somewhere and you need something if I can help, I help, this I help everybody. And of course, the girl was disappointed. That was the day she now sent him a text, I hate you. This is a married man that had children. A young lady saying, I hate you. The guy saw that I was in his office when he just hissed. He said, nonsense. He said, who hates who? For what? Who's going to lose? Now, I was the one helping you. Hate me all you want, just get out of my life. He now made a statement, which is what I'm talking about. He made a statement. He said, listen, he said, these girls, he said, sleep with them first. All your good blessing will disappear. That's, that was the statement he made. He said, all your good luck will go away. Being a man of the spirit, being somebody that God has helped to understand spiritual things, I knew what he was talking about. This is how people leak out their fortunes. You know, somebody told me something. He said, when they were students, there was a girl that was in their class. That girl, I'm sure she had a psychiatric condition. And she was sleeping with everybody, everybody. And so the boys were like talking to themselves, saying, man, have you done that girl? Have you done? He said, so when they told him, he told them, say, no, you guys didn't sleep with her. She's the one dominating every single one of you. The one, somebody said something once. You know, there was one young girl, she was, in the, she was in the secondary school. You know, loose girl. And the teachers were, you know, they were taking advantage of it. Said the girl, she, she was a young girl, she just talked, said, look at all of them. Said they don't know that they have, have destroyed their future. The, listen, we were talking about witchcraft, witchcraft. They now sit down there, oh, eh, witches are after me. If you don't sleep with the witch, she can't do anything to you. Most of these witches, that's what they do. Listen, I have read stories about occultism and all of that. One of the number one ways they initiate people into occultism, the day of initiation, they put somebody that they are going to sleep with. Sex speaks in the realm of the spirit. It speaks in the realm of the spirit volumes. 
The only thing that destroyed David was sex. David that God loved. That thing ruined his life. That's why Paul put that as number one. This is the will of God, your sanctification. Abstain from sexual immorality. People tell you that uh, they, they think it's enjoying. They are not enjoying. Like that, that young man told me, he told the classmate, you guys, guys think you're enjoying. No, that girl is dominating all of you. You don't realize it. What enjoyment are you talking about? I like the way French man says it. He said, love many women, you've loved none at all. He said, love one woman, you have loved them all. Because I think I have all the variety I want in one woman, honestly. Pastor Bank, how did you discover it? It's written in the scriptures. The man who did this thing before you, Solomon, he said, oh boy, it is vanity. What is vanity? It means that you made 10 million naira and used it to buy a ball of cotton wool. <laughs> Do you understand? You just went to market, 10 million naira cotton wool. And somebody looks and says, oh God, I could have given you that thing for 50 naira. That's what they call vanity. You've labored. You have thrown your energy away. The Bible says, don't be found with an adulterous woman. He said, because of an adulterous woman, Solomon was saying, a man is reduced to a loaf of bread. And people are now talking about witches are pursuing them. And you say, a man go to a prophet. The prophet doesn't tell you, say, chairman, your problems are not the opposing party, not the opposing company. Your problem is, oh boy, when you married, you had one wife, she has suffered with you. Now you are rich, all the girls are following you. They are, you are not the one enjoying. Hey God, I wish men will understand. You are not enjoying. You are a fool. You are licking your life substance away. This is the reason why at the age of 70 you are weak. Spiritual energy you are you supposed to use to fight diseases. One 20 year old harlot has taken it from you. That it was your future she used to buy a car. You think you gave her money. No, these things are spiritual. Not them that the opposing parties are after me. They are not after you. You donated the substance of your soul. You donated it. You've given it away to somebody. You now come past and say, what do I do about this business? God said, I don't have any wish. I don't care what to do about this business. In quote. Actually, he cares. It's one of two things. Either you quickly go and repent, or you go to battle in Ramos Gilead, and you perish there. Which was precisely what happened to Ahab. God wanted Ahab to repent. There was a time after Ahab and Jezebel, his wife, when they took the vineyard that belonged to Naboth, and God said, I will punish them. When Ahab saw it, he repented. Therefore, God suspended the judgment. But did Ahab repent finally? No. He went back to following the ways of Jezebel. And let me tell you, one major reason why Ahab could not stop following the ways of Jezebel was because even though he repented, listen to this, oh, he did not destroy the idols of Jezebel out of Israel. Once the idols are not destroyed out of Israel, the man will fall back for Jezebel. So finally God got tired of him. And he said simply, he said, who will persuade Ahab to go to Ramos Gilead so that he might perish there? And all the prophets were prophesying to Ahab, saying, go up to Ramos Gilead and succeed. For the Lord will give it into the hand of the king. They were talking about Ahab. Jehoshaphat was there, was looking at the prophets with suspicion. Because really, he was a man of the spirit. Because he was righteous before God. The only mistake he made was that he came to ally himself with Ahab. So he said, look, get me another prophet. These people look like jokers. And sometimes it amazes me these days, Christians can't identify jokers that call themselves prophets. Sometimes I'm watching TV and I'm looking. They said, this man is a prophet. He prophesied something and it came to pass. And I'm saying, you people, you can't identify a joker when you see one. What is going on here? If all the man can do is prophesy that something will happen and it happens, it's not a new thing. This man was not a prophet of God, Nostradamus. And the records are that 80% of what he said happened. 
80%. A true prophet of God is the man who calls you to righteousness. I keep on saying that thing. It calls you to repentance. A true prophet of God never has a word for a sinner except a warning and a call to repentance. That's all. That's what a true prophet of God does. So Joseph has saw these people and said, listen, these guys are not serious prophets. Get me a real prophet. The real prophet came at the end of the day. He said, listen, this is what will happen. Those funny prophets actually were seeing visions. They had a spirit in their mouth, and that spirit was talking. But what, is this? what was the spirit? He said, it was because the Lord said in Second. Chronicles chapter 18, verse 19. Who will entice Ahab to go up to Ramos Gilead so that he might die there? And that was when one spirit said, I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of his prophets. Let me say this to you. The only defense against deception, all right, generated by a prophet with a lying spirit is if your heart yourself is clean towards God. I hope you've gotten my point. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of these and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosemons at gmail.com. And do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening, and may the fruit of this word blossom in your life.